0: Plum.
1: And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers
0: turned internet friends
1: turned real life friends.
0: Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast.
1: We're not that hot
0: or that young.
1: Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club.
0: club. Hi, Sean.
1: What's up, Rebecca?
0: It's Friday. Party. I mean, it's Friday in our time and it's Friday in listener time. If yeah. they listen on time. If, you, if you're if you listening real time. Everyone does. I know it's the first thing they do. Friday <laughs> you Wake morning. up in the
1: morning, look <laughs> at your phone announcements, and you can't wait to pull up Hot Young Designers Club.
0: Yeah, I also don't know. Did we say what our new schedule is? I just... Going not off the really. cap here. No, so I don't like really. to commit to anything official, but right now we're on an every other Friday schedule.
1: Yes, which is like so much more conducive for everything we're working on and all that's going on in our business. It's it's a lot.
0: So, FYI on that. And if you are listening on download day, then I just got to the airport (laughs) and I'm flying to LA. Going to pick you up and we're going to jet off to North Carolina.
1: Yeah, we're flying to High Point together. Yay! And Rebecca is on this year's Design Influencers Tour. Yes. It's going to be a lot. I know. (laughs) You're going to be very busy. You're going to be so busy for me.
0: The Little people. (laughs)
1: waving the paparazzi everywhere
0: oh boy who's this guy um you'll know you'll see it's me in my orthopedic shoes because I I mean I don't care design influencers I'm gonna be comfortable because I know what it takes
1: (laughs) it's we're on our feet all day but we both agreed that we wanted last time we were both disappointed that we got there after a lot of the coolest vintage stuff was already purchased.
0: Yes. And we're going to have a vintage day.
1: We get to We'd- do that before market starts on Sunday. So we'll be there a day ahead of time for that.
0: Yes. And I am really excited to join the official high point market and influ- design influencers tour esteem media who does the design influencers conference, which I attended a couple years ago. And they just do a really good job. So I kind of don't know what to expect at this point, but it'll be fun. I mean, (laughs) I mean,
1: it's not like it's going to be like a fear factor or like something. It's like going to showrooms, good showrooms. Yeah. Like set tours set. Like, uh, I'm imagining there's some speaker or some sort of like keynotes of some kind. I have, I'm hoping it's not just like walking around in showrooms all the time and that there's like some set discussion, but I guess I'm going to find out
0: I mean, I'm assuming what you guys are doing be, as you figure it out. I'm assuming there's going to be like manufacturers introductions and probably meeting some of their team. But yeah, I'm excited to also meet new designers. I don't know any of the other designers on the tour. I mean, I know of them, but I've never met them so I don't know it's always fun to meet designers in different parts of the country like we're so in our little California bubble sometimes and
1: 100%
0: to learn what other clients are like and you know different markets so
1: and also yes. realize how much the same everything is like guess there's something encouraging about that to realize it we're all kind of dealing with the same Crap, some days
0: we're all in the struggle bus together
1: (laughs) voluntarily. So, we'll be there for a week. I mean, it's a five day trip all the way around, but we're going to be exhausted too exhausted for our families when we get back.
0: So, I booked a vacation after I get back (laughs) (sighs) because it's spring break. But, I yeah, so we will be there if you're listening to this and you haven't already been to High Point and you're going to be there please reach out say hi
1: shoot us a dm yeah who knows where we'll be like if we i feel like we'll probably try to lock down a few places because last time we didn't really get a lot of the like showroom happy hour times or stuff like that and i really did like that when we went to hype when we went to vegas last we said okay we're gonna be at this happy hour at this showroom if you're around Come and it was nice to catch up with some people. So,
0: yeah. So we'll probably have that like
1: in our back pocket
0: when we get when there. we figure it out. We, we haven't for a really weeks hyper ahead
1: stuff. We haven't hyper organized our itinerary for this, and part of that's on purpose so we don't like get stressed out for it. But also like we're busy treading water through a lot of stuff right
0: now. Well, so. we're also high point veterans now. <laughs> no, <laughs> New no. once. Just kidding. We've only been one time. I'm an
1: expert. (laughs) Listen to us go. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm completely joking. But it's also (laughs) nice to not like there was so much unknown last time, so we at least have a little bit of a lay of the land.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very that, and we we we're just like taking it taking it as it comes. Made a few dinner reservations because we know that was kind of a mess, but.
0: Yeah, and we're going to have one hotel eat burgers in bed night because
1: for (laughs) sure. That's the best. Because you're exhausted at the end of the day. You don't need to go out to dinner again and like hold yourself together for a few more hours. Like just chill.
0: Yeah, you know me. I got to get my introvert time in. Okay, well, let's hop into this one.
1: I think before we go too far, I do want to say, like, having everyone's support on Patreon has been amazing.
0: Yes. Thank I you, like Hotties. We get those little notifications, and we love you, and we see you, and we love when you send us little notes. Um, it's really been interesting, too. Some of you have sent, like, where you are and what you do, and there's a few that aren't even interior designers, which... I love that. And I love that there's value for you there. Um, Seems like several graphic designers. Yeah. Which there's obviously a lot of overlap in the service side of things. So send us any notes if you have any thoughts or questions or ideas. We're always, we're always looking for (laughs) ideas.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like bubbling up thoughts because that initial survey was about like what segments designer what segments the hotties love the most mm-hmm. and like I don't know that I was surprised or not but like seeing process party up there was like that's pretty encouraging because I feel like sometimes we're just like faking it till we make it as we create and reinvent our steps along the way yeah and the then way. just
0: Just to explain, once you become one of our patrons, you get access to see some of these surveys and questions that we ask. Yeah. So, yeah, that was our first one. And, yeah, Process Party by far was the winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think we're all struggling with process. And, yeah, it's always evolved. Mine's literally evolving day by day. So
1: Yeah, sometimes, like, each project, I'm like, oop, forgot that wording. Got to go back to the template and add that. So that way, next time I catch it and... Mm -hmm. Um, I think we were, we've both talked about how hard it is to translate process party to episodes because it's really like, it's just us like narrating things that we're staring at on our screens that are in our processes. And it's just like, I I feel like it misses the connection sometimes. We
0: have a lot of tangible goods, um, tangible digital goods. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like we have a lot of documentation and different um designed pieces that we have within our process to help communicate um so that's yes hard to describe over the magic of podcast
1: yeah I think we'd both like to see a way where there's more that's involved with like video with shared screens or downloads and I'm we're like making this up as we go guys so
0: yeah we definitely want to be able to show and not just tell because we are I'm pretty sure 100% all visual people <laughs> so, yeah to, to be able to see would be really helpful so we're working on that that will likely be part of the patreon community yeah. So just a heads up, we're still building that out. And we really are thinking hard about how to make sure it's like a good value for everybody.
1: Right. Yeah. It's still like very, we're in the seed stages of figuring that out still, but there's we're, the ideas are all percolating. We're trying to move in cautiously so we don't jump into too much at once, but I think there's definitely another space there where we can do more for all the hotties in, in different, in the Patreon platform than we can always just on like recorded audio.
0: Yes. And again, we love feedback. So if there's something you've always wished you could see or do or have, let us know. It won't necessarily be a yes, but (laughs) it's good to know.
1: Yeah. If you want to give us your feedback. Go to patreon.com forward slash HYDC and get at us. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it.
0: Speaking of get it, let's get our okay. That (laughs) wasn't come (laughs) come on, transitions.
1: Let's get into the episode.
0: (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Okay. What are we talking about today?
1: Both approach this idea of how design style for both of us has changed over the years. And... Maybe it's like, it's more about like how to define it better and, or how to like hone in sooner. And maybe this is like part lessons learned and part things we're figuring out as we go still. And maybe it'll help other designers get in closer and tighter on that sooner in their careers.
0: Yeah. And because I'm always playing devil's advocate, I think we both have come at this from completely different directions I don't feel like my style has actually changed that much, but I've given myself permission to own it. And mm. f- so it's more from within for me, like inside out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we could talk about it from that perspective and have your style, how it evolves and how you learn how to do that.
1: Because there's, I don't know what it is about, um, the internet of it all and like social media and our website portfolios and it's like this this idea that you can like be trapped in what you've created early in your career and then feel like you're not allowed to keep changing it or evolving it and it's like a weird like catch 22 of like Do something that gets you more business and then like want to keep changing it, but feeling like that's all people are going to keep asking for.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And that's where you just have to be really cautious of what you put on your portfolio because don't put anything that you don't want to attract more of.
1: Yeah. And photo shoots are expensive. So you're going to like pay all that, shoot it, take the time to do it, put it out there. And then you're like, I don't want to do one more like this, but I, I need to advertise, to get more projects. like
0: Unless you really don't care and you'll do anything design-wise, <laughs> like style-wise, then put everything on it. I mean, that just makes you like a strong generalist too. So I'm sure there's designers like that, but we are picky bitches. <laughs> are trying
1: to be <laughs> like, sometimes you do a project just to get paid and no one's ever going to see it anywhere.
0: A couple of those. Yeah, It's it's reality.
1: Yeah. Like I got to keep the doors open. I got to keep, I got to keep myself fed over here, but also I'm not going to talk a lot about those. I'm not, they may not be the dream client and the dream project all in the same place. Um, But, you know, a check is a check.
0: I just signed a kind of a dream client, but I'm not sure if it's a dream project. It'll be fun. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy working with the client, but I, I don't know. I'm not totally sure stylistically what it's gonna end up like. Yeah. But she'll be happy and that's fine. And that and
1: you'll be paid. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And she won't be a pain in the ass.
1: And that and you know, sometimes that's the best we can
0: (laughs) ask for. (laughs) All the dividends you need. Um okay, so do you wanna talk like how you feel like your what your style is and how maybe it's evolved or in where you see it going?
1: Yeah, I don't, I do feel like it's, to me, it's like a very personal thing. Like spaces I create for clients are spaces that I could imagine myself loving too. So it's, I feel like as a creative, it's hard for me to separate like what is just me versus what is like the Renstead style if that makes any sense. And what is the client
0: style? Like, yeah. you're not just plopping designs into someone's home. Like, it's somewhat of a collaboration.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm not a 100% <laughs> diva. I feel like for me, what what are things I always go back to? Like, and and I had to, you know, it's helpful to look at how... My own home has changed over the years. My personal like fashion style, things like that. But I always feel like I love, I gravitate to like a classic foundation. Some of whether that means traditional details or like older styles. Like I I love that. I love earthy textures, unexpected pattern. I'm not afraid of colorful textiles or like, playful aspects i kind of like things to not i like it when it has that sort of traditional but playful approach because like nothing is that serious and we don't like i really don't like that living in a museum aspect where something feels so stuffy that you don't really live in it and i feel like some design can just feel way too like restrained does that make Mm -hmm. sense
0: and I don't yeah, like that. Like everything's a formal living room. Yeah.
1: Or there's like, oh, well, we can't do crazy art. It's just like, we got to put these very serious landscapes everywhere. Or we can't, there's no room for that weird accessory because it doesn't go with the wall. And I just don't like that. I That's like not who I am. I'm like constantly laughing and making stupid jokes outside of work. And I feel like design, my design style, I want it to incorporate some of that type of energy. And I want clients who who live that way too.
0: Yes, for sure. And there's I think the California aesthetic is more relaxed in general. Yeah. Um but I do think like I love seeing how many I guess custom window treatments and like really like detailed um like when we were in High Point last time like looking at all the certain brands with sofas that had all of the welting and contrasted um, trim on upholstery and yeah. drapery. Like, I think that's really inspiring from an East Coast standpoint that we don't have as much here, but...
1: 100%, yes.
0: Anyway, like, layering.
1: Yeah, you're not going to see, like, real... Um, the maximalism of it, like, more East Coast-inspired design is different than the maximalism of, like, West Coast style. yeah. So I don't know. That's it's taken me a while to get to that place, but I feel like the common threads were have always been there in what I've I'm attracted to, even when I've like gone back and looked at projects I did in school. Like th- there's something that keeps running through all of it, which is hard to believe because in school we're so like oversaturated with stuff and ideas and professors and like everything's of the moment. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean I said my style has been kind of the same, but it's not totally. I mean, obviously it's not true. Like I hope that I gain more. Yeah, skills like where you were in 2006 evolving. is different. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't doing this in 2006. Oh, like just personally. <laughs> oh my god, my house. Or even just like yeah. trend,
1: like the trends yeah. of what we're gravitating to. Like I don't know.
0: Okay, so I have an example of my from inside out. So. For example, uh, 2016 to 2017, we bought our house. And one of the big projects was our master primary bedroom bathroom. Mm -hmm. I have a reel that shows the before that went viral a couple weeks ago. It was crazy. Yes. So at the time I was not doing this professionally. I was total hobbyist. I was figuring it out. I had no resources. I really didn't know what I was doing. So we remodeled the bathroom and it was fine. But at the, but I was kind of like looking at the zeitgeist of designers that I would see on Instagram and Mm -hmm. what was in magazines. And I went for that clean, white, bright everything with like a pop of floor. Like we have like a patterned floor tile, which is still like, but everything else was white. Yeah. And, It just never, I loved it. I loved it. Like, oh my God, the before and the after of it all was amazing. Like the functionality was really great, but it just never felt me. And as I came into this and I've started owning my love of color, my love of pattern and realizing I could still be competitive Mm -hmm. doing that. I layered in a lot (laughs) to that room. Yeah, so I I had this whole thing on Instagram last year. It's, people are finding it right now. I keep having people respond to me about it, but you can find it's called Color Rant um, in my Instagram highlights. But it's talking about how I I felt judged by good designers, hands and mm-hmm. quotes for my love of saturated color and. Um, Contrast and kind of maximalism, I guess, and felt that that didn't qualify as good. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I still haven't completely articulated it to myself, but I do feel like there's some like layers of cultural significance and possibly racism, <laughs> um, things that. People of color tend to celebrate color more in our cultures and lifestyles, mm-hmm. not exclusively, obviously, but a lot of the super white, bright, muted—it's like white, black, white oak, like yeah. that combo. There's a
1: formula. There's there's a formula that we see a lot of.
0: Yeah, and it tends to like be really popular in white America.
1: Agreed. I agree um, with that.
0: I'm not here to make this a political statement, but I also think being open to different influences and cultures is just something to be consider considering in your media intake.
1: Well, yes to that. Like, I mean, I think you and I have been on a couple. I've been on a couple rants about media influence, like. I did like a mass unfollow on Instagram of people in the last, I feel like I was doing it like towards the end of the year. Like I was having a cleanup atmosphere mentally and I unfollowed like thousands of people. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, you did.
1: I was clearing out, like I was also organizing, like I don't need to follow every Um, vendor, every supplier, every, everyone, because I also feel like I was using it sort of like a Rolodex. Yeah. And I I moved people over to a sources spreadsheet instead because the aesthetic of like all of the different, like various contractors and people, like I don't don't need all of that (laughs) feeding into me, you know, unless they're doing something amazing. Like I still follow uh, a really like truly masterful, plaster crafts person. I, I want to see that stuff because I feel like aesthetically it makes me think of crazy things that I would never would have done on my own. You're learning something need, from it,
0: but yeah, yeah like, I don't need to see like waterproofing.
1: Yeah. I don't need to. And, and I don't need to see every, um, you know, we have a lot of reps and people that it's like, I'm friendly with you, but like your Instagram feed is not giving me the fantasy. Like, I don't need to see that. And I was making choices of whether to mute people or unfollow I've muted a lot of people too, because what shows up in their grids isn't helping me. Like it's cluttering my brain.
0: Like you said, you moved stuff to a spreadsheet. The other thing I've started doing. So when I find new artists, for instance, or wallpaper vendors or whatever, I just have um, saved collections in my Instagram. So I'll save like a representative post of theirs into the collection. And then I'm not following them all because yeah, I think I've followed 3,000 people. it's too much.
1: Like uh, we have to we have to stop like absorbing the same things over and over if we're going to really identify what's ours versus what's being served to us by others.
0: Yes. and feeling I mean this seems like weird to say, but feeling like a tiny bit of shame around your love of certain things. If yeah. you, if you love really bright primary colors, there's ways to do that in a beautiful way that it's going to resonate with you, which is your number one, or the person who lives in the home. Um, and forget everybody else or what you see and think is the way to be a designer. Like I just, yeah. it took me a while to get over that and like cast um, it off. Yeah, and find, and like literally every day somebody DMs me and says, I'm so glad I found you. I can't, or like they were responding to that color rant. And like, I found myself feeling bad about my love of really saturated textiles. And I need to realize like, there's people, like you have to find your people. And we talk about this all the time. Find the people that love the same things that you do, but also question and keep being inspired by new things. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, I get stuck because if you followed people for a long time, like other designers, you can see their work evolving and changing too. But I, I think we forget about that to remind ourselves you know, Amber Interiors has not always been
0: Amber Amber Interiors.
1: Like, (laughs) she has not always been, she does, now I will say, girl must have scrubbed the fucking internet for her shit, because there are not very (laughs) many of those Ikea bathrooms that she did hanging out on the interweb anymore. I, good for her um, because a lot of that stuff is gone, because yeah, it's distracting. Like, she's still not going to do the same level of finishes that it's evolved. It's changed. It's grown. It's not just necessarily like the, the, now she only works with like millionaires. It's also that the taste and the style and what she wants to do has, has grown with that. For sure. Um, and the, you know, like Kelly Wurstler is the same. A lot of people, a lot of designers like to talk about her. It's like, she hasn't been doing that from the beginning it's not been the same thing from the very start
0: no and getting more access to bigger budgets and interesting materials and being able to do custom and artisan learning what's possible yeah that definitely can evolve your style um but yeah I know I think it's fun to remind yourself of where some of these big names started and you yeah. talk about it. I mean, Amber may have scrubbed the internet for early portfolio, but she still talks about her scrappy days. And, you know, she started by making pillows. And
1: Yeah, 100% that. I just feel like that's part of the- We all start like, somewhere. We got we to grow from some space. I think something that's continually helping me, like I got some questions when I did sort of like a ask me anything on Instagram a, a while ago. And it was questions about like, a lot of them are coming from students or designers who are still very early. And and like I say that with like a grain of salt, because I still feel like I'm very early in my design career. So a lot of these designers seem to be talking about like that leaving school first year on your own or working for another designer. And I truly feel like the the it's like you have to cut off all the influences and pick up an art book instead of picking up an Arch Digest, or pick up, go to a museum and look at something, or go to a botanical garden and see what colors you're influenced by, instead of looking at Pinterest constantly. Like, I think there's really this, like, constant drive that's been created to only be looking at, like, Instagram and Pinterest for design influence, and when you and look at... that's just, like,
0: for, of the current moment.
1: Yeah, like, when you think about... um like, do you ever look at feeds from like more classically trained uh, architects and their feed is like a hundred percent more like forms, shapes, colors, weird textures like there. It looks like a weird collage mm-hmm. more than here's someone's work I admire, you know? Yeah. And I feel like maybe we're missing
0: some of that in the. They're being informed from by things outside of the industry and their work. Yeah, like stop to take a look at
1: like um I don't know. I like look at the colors that show up in nature and go, wouldn't that be cool if, or like I have, I don't know, I sent you guys a picture of, of a random person. I'm not going around public. Okay, I'm gonna say this anyway. I have a picture of a person that I took because the colors they were wearing were really like inspiring from a color scheme perspective. Doesn't so it I their like butt. Yes. <laughs> Because I didn't want them to see that I'm taking their picture, but I like sneakily snapped a photo so I could capture this like color story. And my camera roll has a ton of weird shit like that, where it's just like weird textures coming together outside of a building somewhere or like a random
0: random colors. I remember this really amazing (laughs) gas pipe outside of Old Navy in the parking lot that had this amazing like color blocking with like distressed <laughs> flaked paint that was like, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it almost reminds me of the very beginning of Instagram.
0: I know when we were just like inspo.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're ta- what is that? We're already like eight years ago.
0: But it's almost that. like a like, Tumblr.
1: Yeah. It's just like, we, I don't know. I feel like that is more valuable to help inform us than show me a room, and then let me take off from that room. Like, that's not going to help you get to your style. That's going to help you build off of someone else's style, which is like, that's kind of design, but it doesn't have to be all of it.
0: And something else that I do similarly is I have a whole collection of old architectural digests Like from the sixties and seventies, but actually I have them from the sixties to the nineties.
1: Yes. And some of those eighties, nineties are. Oh my god! When you come (laughs) to
0: visit, (laughs) I play the game of you have to pick one, this design, you have to pick one of these rooms to sell to a client. Yeah. But I like looking through them, especially the old ones and just really finding like a room that still feels relevant. Mm Mm-hmm. And or what are the things that are I'm completely gravitating toward, yeah. And reconstructing them because some of them are really interesting. They're crazy. Like some of the '70s ones are like floor to ceiling, Everyone one was color, on one cocaine. pattern.
1: Okay, like, <laughs> they were
0: all like some of them, coat. yeah, like so much, um, <laughs> so much drapery, so many different textiles. But it's it's cool and like how could I reinterpret that I don't know I like to give myself like those kinds of challenges like for my house for instance you know I live in a 1960s mid-century modern but I don't want everything to look mid-mod yeah so I because you don't want to live in a Jonathan
1: Adler catalog
0: no and not (laughs) everything in 1960 looked like that so correct I'm always like, okay, like I know like French, French provincial was big during that time. Yes. Which and also
1: randomly like medieval influences were weird in that mm. 60s to 70s area. There was like a weird castle influence on some design, which was really funky.
0: Yeah. And some of it's definitely not, I mean, a lot of it's definitely not good, but like, how do? <laughs> how do I reinterpret it and still feel appropriate? I don't know. Yeah. Also now. And anyway, so what would you suggest if there's somebody out there that is like, I like a lot of things, but I don't know what my signature style is.
1: I might really literally do like get magazines, things you hang on to, like flyers, little things you've picked up and then put them together, like literally do like a mood board, but not focusing on the room itself, focusing on like a thing or an item or a color, less, less of the, it's this layout of a room. It's this arrangement of a piece of furniture. It's, I think it's more about, oh, cool. Look at that texture. And, and like, maybe start tangibly because so much of our lives is digital. Like let's reel it back to the basics of like bringing together pieces and look at the common threads, like collect a bunch of stuff, tear out a bunch of stuff from magazines and see what bubbles up as common threads through all that stuff.
0: Yes. And also if you are working and have projects I like to go back and think about the one like think about all every project that I've done and tap into like the body feeling of each one like mm-hmm. put the money aside put the client aside but the work itself which ones light you up which ones would you kind of do for free if you know you didn't need money yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: which ones would get you really excited to keep doing and what are the common threads between those because yeah, to me, like you have more of a, I feel like stylistic and historical period is more of your ideal, like home with specific architecture, not specific, but detailed art. Yeah. Where I'm less of that and more of how colors and textures play together. And I could apply that to any style of house. So Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think we all have to hone in on the things that, you know, where do we, where do you start? Like, I know you like to start with architecture. I like to start with color.
1: And I think that's, uh, like, it's taken us a long, it's taken me a while to realize that, like, to pay attention to those cues that a space is, like, Kind of telling me what it wants to do or like mm. what feels natural. And sometimes I feel like a freaking ghost whisperer and I don't think my clients get it because I'm like, this just feels like what this house wants. And like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how much of that is me, but like that's coming out from me or, I mean, I don't know. Is, uh, the, no, I feel is that the house too. actually talking to me? Like sometimes Maybe I'm the long eyed on medium. Like maybe it is telling me. I think
0: that buildings have energy, and I like every home I've lived in has spoken to me in some way, and that's partly why. Like my house reference again, like this house, yes, it's mid century modern, but I feel like it has some formality to it that mm-hmm. needs to come back. I'm really wanting to work on a formal living room that is just a sitting room and. Was no kids me, allowed. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm only <laughs> at one, but like, I want the, that Gilded Age Bridgerton fantasy in feel that. my style, <laughs> this time period, eight foot ceilings, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, world. So I don't know.
1: The return to formality, like it's a pendulum swing. Same thing with like open floor plan to closed floor plan. Yeah. Like it's sometimes we're swinging back to old trends your architectural digests make me feel that of like, actually if this was updated and restyled by like someone else, now the space would look current sometimes. And you're like, that's interesting. Right. Like this is already
0: 40 years old. The crazy drapes that are like really fussy. Oh God. Fabric I hope not But some, like you put some Zach and Fox fabric on there. They probably look pretty cool.
1: Maybe, but maybe like, we don't need the- ballooned draperies. Remember when they were stuffing <laughs> no. them? They
0: would stuff them to make them puffy. Yeah. Like,
1: like God, this isn't like, um, this isn't like '80s bride sleeves. Like you know, okay. puffy sleeves and puffy okay. drapes were a thing. But... Strip off the puff. Yeah, but the fabric, the volume, maybe reduced a little.
0: The drama in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, we're kind of digressing, but
1: I think it's just don't don't feel like you gotta do what everyone else is doing.
0: A hundred percent. Don't feel your
1: influence, sh-
0: don't feel shame about what you love. Yeah, and don't let other
1: people tell you that's not gonna work because there are people out there who want it. They just need someone to be there to represent that voice.
0: And maybe you need to hone the skills of making it look more upscale or luxury in a way like but you Mm -hmm. can do bright colors that are luxury like
1: absolutely find
0: the references that show you that and then figure out reverse engineer how they did it
1: yeah Uh, I'm I'm with like I feel I gravitate towards drawing like from my Sherwin-Williams like historic deck Mm -hmm. and there's there are so many shocking colors in there that I'm like, these obviously have worked and they can work again. But people who don't think they're in a historic or an old home probably wouldn't pick it. But you're like, these are classics for a reason. They work for a reason. We don't have to reinvent them, you know? I don't know. I was
0: actually um, DMing with someone on Instagram who was kind of going through this. And I was thinking about a long time ago, I haven't been in forever, but uh, Mount Vernon, you know, Mm-hmm. Our nation's founders home in Washington, D.C. So the paint it's inside the rooms are very, very bright, saturated colors. Like yeah. I remember like the sitting room. I mean, it was like grass green, like really bright floor to ceiling. And I remember the, the docent saying that that was because pigments were so expensive and hard to come by that it was a display of wealth.
1: Oh, sh- What a flex! I
0: know, which (laughs) is so opposite now. Like, for some reason, like color. Now the flex
1: is having nothing. I don't
0: need anything. Like the Kim Kardashian's beige house, floor to ceiling. Like that's the flex. I don't know. I I just it's not. We don't subscribe to it. Doesn't make me happy. It doesn't bring me joy.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't mean that that can't bring other designers joy. It's just like make it how about we make it look like you and not just you're copying another style and that you, you have your own perspective. You just have to let that
0: voice get a little bit louder and not let others Mm -hmm. be louder than you. And And find the things that support your voice and don't compare yourself to the things that don't, I think is the big key.
1: I love it. Everybody do it. Everybody stop the hustle for a few minutes stop the grind give yourself some time to like see what percolates up see what marinates and you know bubbles up to the surface and you might be really surprised by what's out there
0: 100
1: so until next time
0: stay hot designers Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast.
1: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today.
0: We're keeping the conversation going on Instagram. So don't forget to like, comment and follow at Hot Young Designers Club.
1: You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum.
0: And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D.